On October 31st, 2007, the December 2007 Eurodollar futures contract was 45 basis points inverted with respect to the December 2008 contract. Now, what that said was that the market was anticipating lower interest rates in the near-term future. Now, with respect to the December 2009 Eurodollar futures contract, it was only inverted 11 basis points. So the market was expecting some more near-term disruption that would lead interest rates to go lower in the short run. The Treasury market yield curve had uninverted by that point. It had been inverted for much of the year up to then. But by then, short-term interest rates, including this, the, especially the three-month Treasury bill, had already begun to fall, what was known as bad steepening. So the marketplace, a wide variety of the marketplace, was expecting interest rates to continue to go down because they had been falling already, including the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve in September of 2007 had lowered its federal funds target by 50 basis points in response to the fact that it looked like subprime wasn't contained. But not just subprime, there were all sorts of warning signs that the U.S. economy was, was beginning to suffer the effects from whatever it was that was going on in the financial and monetary system. Now, on October 31st, 2007, it was the second day of the Federal Reserve's, the FOMC's regular open market committee meeting, where they did gather to discuss whether or not they were going to continue lowering interest rates. At the time, the consensus was maybe they didn't need to. They had done the 50 basis point rate cut back in September, and that seemed to calm things a little bit. In fact, stock prices surged to a record high in early October, but then started to come back down again. So there's a great deal of uncertainty, but it didn't, like, didn't look like to committee members there was all that much to be concerned about. As Dave Stockton, the staff econ economist, said to the FOMC, financial market participants seem to have reacted to the news of the past six weeks by marking down the expected path for the Fed funds rate, where our forecast and policy assumptions are nearly unchanged. So the Fed didn't really want to reduce the federal funds target because they didn't think it was necessary, whereas the Eurodollar futures market and the bad steepening in the yield curve were projecting there's going to be rate cuts in the near term ahead. How do we reconcile market versus FOMC? Which one was right? Well, we know which one was right, but why did they get it so wrong in 2007? And more importantly, are they committing the same exact mistake this October? We'll get to that in a minute. I'm Jeff, this is Eurodollar University. As you know by now, if you want to know about uh, everything that's going on at Eurodollar University, check us out at our website, eurodollar.university. There's memberships with exclusive videos, Q&As, background material, educational stuff on the Eurodollar system, subscriptions, daily deep dive analysis, all that stuff. Go to eurodollar.university if you're interested. And if you are, I thank you very much for your support. So August, or not August, October, October 2007, the end of October 2007, what was going on in the economy? The markets were saying, whatever's happening, it does not look good. The economists, especially, and their models were saying, well, yeah, it looks kind of soft, but really, we don't see any kind of serious weakening. In fact, that's what they said. Mr. Stockton, who was the staff economist, said, there can be little denying that almost across the board, the readings on economic activity have been stronger than our expectations in September of 2007 when they cut 50 basis points. In terms of domestic spending, 
The largest upside surprises have been in consumer spending, and much of the upward revision reflects data on activity after the financial turbulence had already begun. So from the Federal Reserve's perspective, there was all this stuff early in 2007 about subprime mortgages, some hedge funds, interest rates started to do funny things, there was inverted curves, all sorts of warnings, but as far as they were concerned, it, wasn't, it didn't seem to be impacting especially the consumer economy, which was, which was seemingly um, convincing. Because if we had the housing bust going really wrong, it stood to reason that the housing bust going bust would bust consumer spending. But here they were in late October of 2007, after all this stuff had gone on, the events in August, fireworks, rate cuts, everything else, it looked as, from the data that they were surveying, it looked as if the economy was doing just fine. As I mentioned in the, the video I did about the labor market, specifically the establishment survey versus the household survey, they had the household survey look very weak, full-time employment kind of went flat to sideways, but then the establishment survey didn't look too bad. Although by this time, I should point out, the establishment survey had started to decelerate too. But it didn't matter. I mean, consumer spending was up. That wasn't the only thing. Mr. Stockton pointed to a couple other high-frequency data points. At present, he said, it is difficult to find evidence in high-frequency indicators. High-frequency indicators are the month-to-month -month, uh, data points and economic accounts that we follow. It is difficult to find evidence in high-frequency indicators that the economy is in the process of turning down. Initial claims for unemployment insurance have remained relatively low. Motor vehicle sales are reported to have been well-maintained at least through mid-October. Commodity prices are firm. Reports from purchasing managers continue to suggest modest expansion. And few anecdotes outside the housing sector sound as though we've moved past a tipping point. This was four weeks before the official Great Recession actually began. But as Mr. Stockton was giving off this summation of where he thought the data stand, where the data stood, he did ask this one question. Is it possible that we are missing signs of an impending downturn in aggregate activity? After all, they had discussed this. They had discussed what was going on in the markets and how puzzling it was. The markets were so certain that interest rates were going to go lower when Federal Reserve officials at that time had made it plain, not just in, in private, but also in public, they were not going to cut rates any more than September, maybe October. And even at this October 31st, 2007 meeting, the Fed ultimately decided to only do a 25 basis point rate cut. And then the, the statement that accompanied it made it clear that was it. So when Mr. Stockton, as I said at the beginning, mentioned the federal funds futures, he was puzzled. Again, financial market participants seem to have reacted to the news of the past six weeks by marking down the expected path for the Fed funds rate, whereas our forecast and policy assumptions are nearly unchanged. The Fed was sure. The data told them there was nothing big to worry about. The economy seemed fine. We don't know what it is that the markets are projecting. They're projecting very much certainty about lower rate cuts, lower, lower interest rates over the months ahead. The Fed just didn't see any reason why that would be the case. Four weeks 
before the official start of the Great Recession. This is a problem that happens repeatedly. It happens repeatedly because the economists don't listen to the markets. They listen to their econometric models and they use their econometric models to prejudge the data that they're seeing. Again, as I said, the establishment survey looked okay up until late 2007. The household survey said, better watch out. Guess which one they picked? They picked the one that looked more like their econometric models. And that wasn't the only thing. We can go through a list of economic data. In fact, I'm gonna do that right here. In October of 2007, the ISM manufacturing was 51.1. Didn't sound too bad, as he said, as Mr. Stockton said. The ISM non-manufacturing, 52.5. Not great, but still on the plus side of 50. The average of the five Federal Reserve manufacturing surveys, those PMIs, that was plus eight at the time. Not great, but not bad either. The new orders component, the average of those five surveys, plus 9.7. That seemed reasonably solid. Um, the Texas Services Survey, let's go into the services sector, 5.3, plus 5.3. The future expectation for Texas services was plus 17. Richmond Fed, the Richmond Fed services was plus 4. Now, how about the other high-frequency data? They talked about the personal savings rate. Uh, personal savings rate was 3%, which was low. That was kind of concerning. But incomes and spending seem to be doing relatively well. Uh, real personal income, excluding transfer payments, a key one that even the NBER pays attention to, that was growing at a year-over-year -year rate of 2% in October of 20, 2007, and the six-month average had been 3%, so some slowing down, but still plus 2%. The real PCE, spending, spending in real terms, 2.1% year-over-year in October 2007. Not great, but not bad either, and the average was 2.4%, so... It seemed like the economy slowed down from all this housing stuff, but it wasn't getting any worse. The establishment survey, the labor market numbers, was plus 79,000. Now, that's the current estimate after a decade and a half of benchmark revisions, but it was low positive, and the six-month average was low positive, too. As I said, the establishment survey seemed to slow down much, much later than the household survey did. The household survey for October of 2007 was minus 298, and the six-month average there had fallen to just plus 60. Full-time jobs had actually experienced a little bit of a rebound, but still, it was only plus 146. The six-month average, plus 176. The unemployment rate in October 2007 turned out to be 4.7%, which at that time was an incredibly low number, as was initial jobless claims at 310,000. So you look at the economic data, this high-frequency data, and you say, you know, this housing thing seems to be a big deal in the markets, but it doesn't seem like it's being a big deal in the economy. The economy seems to weather it very well. In fact, it was, it was almost as if the markets were panicking over nothing. That's what they kept coming back to. It seemed as if the market was getting way, way ahead of where reality was. That curve inversion was something was about something else. A famous quote that I use, or at least it should be a famous quote, that goes back earlier in 2007, where Mr. William Dudley says, we can't take Eurodollar futures literally. And he said that because Eurodollar, <coughs> excuse me, 
Eurodollar futures seem to be pricing scenarios that didn't match their perceptions, their models, or their interpretation of economic activity and the overall economic condition. So the markets had to be, we can't take Eurodollar futures literally. They, it's just a bunch of, a bunch of worry warts worrying over nothing. And don't they realize the Federal Reserve has just done to a 50 basis point rate hike and a rate cut and was about to do a 25. And in that, in those days, rate cuts were seen as absolutely powerful, massive stimulus. So whatever softening in the economy, they just did 50 basis points plus 25, 75 basis points of rate cut, whatever softening there was, that's gone. Yet they still, you know, when you read through these transcripts, you can al it almost sounds like, and it may be my own biases that I'm projecting into this, I'm aware of that, but it almost sounds like that while they're discussing this stuff, while they're talking about how the high frequency data doesn't look too bad, it's almost as if they're trying to convince themselves more than anything. Because in the back of their minds, especially after the 2000 experience, there's that nagging feeling what do markets maybe know that we don't? Now, of course, there's a whole bunch of stuff as it relates to monetary conditions and financial conditions, which I've talked about at length. So I want to focus exclusively on the economic stuff, the fallout in the real economy here. But that's always in the back of their mind that if this stuff that's in the market means more disruption, more potential bad in the monetary system, that even though the economy looks okay today, Maybe that disruption monetarily becomes the bad economy that the markets are pricing for tomorrow. That the economy right now is, seems to be getting along despite so many headwinds, but that's in many ways an illusion. And of course it actually is. Markets are way ahead of the Fed, not just in the monetary stuff, but also in projecting how the monetary stuff becomes real economy stuff. And it was Mr. William Poole, who was the president of the St. Louis Federal Reserve in October 2007, who said, maybe we really should watch out here. Because as he talked about, just like Dave Stockton had, he was looking at the federal funds market, especially the federal funds futures market. I prefer Eurodollar futures because it's the Eurodollar rate that applies to the global monetary system. They obviously like the federal funds market and the federal funds future because what is it the Federal Reserve do, does other than target the federal funds rate? Either way, the markets were picturing the same thing. And Poole was confused to the point where he was astonished that the federal funds futures market, despite the fact the Fed said, we are not cutting rates any more than we have, was absolutely certain that at that October meeting, that at the very least there would be a 25 and there was a good chance that there would be a 50, even though the Fed had no, no intention of doing 50s, at least doing a second 50. But the federal funds future market was certain that something was going to force federal funds futures down more so over time. And this puzzled Pool because he was, as a longtime veteran of the Federal Reserve, as he said, he had watched the federal funds market for many, many, many years. As he said, um, the flow of data clearly moves the market. And if that were all that were driving the market, I guess I would have anticipated a 50-50 split between no change in federal funds target and down 25 basis points. So why has the market bid in such a high probability of a cut this time, as well as, as they discussed, 
not just in October 2007, but going forward. And you should also realize that the Eurodollar futures curve inversion absolutely blew out after this meeting. The one-year inversion got to about 100 basis points before the December contract went, up to the board, went off the board, while the two-year inversion, both the whites and the reds, to December 2009 exploded. It was 130 basis points by the time the December 2007 contract went off the board. So as much as the market was pricing lower interest rates in October 2007, it was pricing much worse after this meeting. After the, the quarter point rate cut that was supposed to uh, soothe the markets and cure all of this softening to support an economy that only needed a little bit of rate cut support. And here's Poole's hypothesis for this divergence between what the Fed was saying, what the Fed was doing, and what markets were pricing. I'll offer a hypothesis, Mr. Poole said, which is that a number of people who are players in the market, like my contact at a large bank, are looking at news and saying that the proprietary inside information they have on what's going on leads them to believe that the overall economy has a soft tone to it that is not yet showing up in the data that we follow. I'm throwing out that hypothesis. I don't know what other hypothesis to offer, but it does seem to be a reasonable one. Markets have information from the inside we can only dream of. If the markets are pricing, interest rates are going down, it's not because they're overly pessimistic about nothing. It's because they're hedging like their life depends on it over something they perceive, even if you or I or Ben Bernanke, William Poole, Dave Stockton, Jerome Powell, Lael Brainerd, and everybody else does not. Inversion is not something to take lightly. As of right now, as I'm talking today, the December 22 Eurodollar futures contract is 36 basis points to the, inverted to the December 23. So about the same as in October 31st, 2007. The two-year inversion is already at minus 123 basis points, which is ridiculously upside down. As in late 2007, with a couple of differences, obviously, between this, this year and 2007, the market is saying interest rates are going lower. Why? The Fed says the economy's doing fine. The data kind of looks okay doesn't look too bad, but if you actually go through the same stuff that I just did earlier, what you see is that in almost every category, the economy in October 22 is massively worse than October 2007. ISM manufacturing, 50.2, less than the 15 years ago. Uh, ISM non-manufacturing is two points better. The, TED, the Fed uh, manufacturing surveys, minus 10 versus plus 8, minus 11 new orders versus plus 10 and on and on and on and on. You look at the employment numbers. The establishment survey looks terrific, but we learned maybe that one's not the great one. The household survey, very different story. Minus 328 in October, plus 84 is a six-month average, not good. Full-time jobs, as I've mentioned over and over again, and the savings rate, which is very similar, 3.1% compared to 3.0% in October 2015. Markets are projecting lower interest rates in an economy that to most people looks like it's slowing down because they don't seem to realize, as Mr. Poole did, players in this market 
are looking at news and saying that the proprietary inside information that they have on what's going on leads them to believe that the overall economy has a soft, yeah, maybe worse tone to it that is not yet showing up in the data that we follow. That was the major mistake in 2007, and the Fed is making it again. Markets, not just in the real economy, but in the real money marketplace, are seeing dollar destruction and deflationary activity and thinking this is going to have a major impact on the real economy at some point. We don't know when it's going to show up in the data. My friend Stephen Van Meter says it might not be until the start of the next year. And that's a reasonable suspicion. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be too different from, from late 2007. The markets are increasingly certain of the scenario that looks like 2008. I'm not saying the 2008 crisis is going to repeat. I don't think we're going to see banks failure. In fact, I'm pretty sure we won't see any bank failures. But that doesn't mean the circumstances the economy and the global marketplace are facing today are any less serious. Markets have proprietary inside information that is compelling them to hedge in a manner that is a good warning, a useful warning to the rest of us, if only we choose to heed it. Unlike the Federal Reserve, who's going to depend upon econometric models, which prejudice their reading of certain data at the expense of rational, common sense, reasonable analysis. I, I, I strongly suggest that you don't make those mistakes either. I'm Jeff. Eurodollar University, again, website eurodollar.university. As always, huge thank you. Shout out to our Eurodollar University members, almost 600 of them now. Um, subscriptions, the subscribers, again, thank you very much for subscribing. And uh, if you're interested in any of those, eurodollar.university. Until next time, take care.